0: Hey, welcome to this episode of Bloodhound Picks. As always, I am one of your hosts, Craig.
1: I'm Kyle.
2: And this is Josh.
0: In this episode, we will be discussing our Screener Spotlight segment, where we received two films, uh, one of, I believe both of which have been released in the States already, but they're going to be released in the UK in mid-February. And so we got to review them for Ginger Nuts of Horror. And of course, we're going to talk about them. Which one do we want to go with first? The Dealer's choice, Craig. Okay. Let's say, so for this one, first we'll be talking about the owners. And then our second one will be Anti-Life. But in the States, it is known as Breach, starring Bruce Willis. And Thomas Jane has a nice little cameo in it. But so let's go on to the owners, which Kyle, would you give us the <laughs> okay rundown of what it's about?
1: Basically, uh, the girl from Game of Thrones, Maisie Williams, <laughs> her ne'er do well boyfriend, and these sleazy British gentlemen. I think it's supposed to be in the 80s, but it's not entirely yeah. clear. There's an old TV and VCR in this, anyways. They're staking out a mansion. That some doctor lives in uh, to rip off his fortune because one of the guys uh mother is the housekeeper there. they can't find the money, can't get into the safe, so they stick around till the doctor and his wife come home and hold them hostage, but there's twists and turns the the <laughs> hunter becomes the hunted um and I feel like that's you know whatever enough of a synopsis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go for it. So,
0: yeah. So for me, I actually, I don't know what I was expecting going in because a lot there's been a lot of movies with similar plots to this right now that have come out, or it feels kind of initially from the premise like um, the English version of Don't Breathe in a way, or something. Where, but I really like the aspect that it is of all of these characters that don't fit the... Like if this was made, I think, as an American movie, you would have a bunch of really good-looking people being good-looking and you know doing all this, whatever they do, where this kind of has these very unique characters and these kind of, I don't know, unique perspectives where they actually develop the characters, I think is what I liked about it. it it's just not this run-of-the-mill thing. I like the twists and turns. Some of the plot stuff towards the end and the reveals don't necessarily fit in my mind, but I think it's fun and for people watching it, and it's kind of fun. And you're kind of just watching, you know, in the same way that tales from the crypt is or stuff like that, where it's a bunch of bad people facing other bad people and going from there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Josh and I were talking about it before you got here, but I felt the same way to an extent. Like it definitely was solidly made and everything, but I do feel like um, part of the problem on top of like, there's definitely plot issues that come in and there's nothing. It's like, it's well done, but it's all stuff we've kind of seen before, Yeah. but it's, you know, but it is, yeah. Like at least like the characters kind of all knew each other. So you're finding out like backstory and like that some of these kids are, you know, not really bad kids. They're just trying to get, get this money, get quick money, but um, I feel like it kind of suffered from the fact that it's like trying to be this crime thriller that twists into horror, but it doesn't really, I don't know, in my opinion, it didn't become horror enough to be satisfying, yeah. so it's this weird middle ground where I was like, eh, okay. By the end of it, you know, I did not give a shit.
2: <laughs> well, and to add to that, too, geriatric geriatric-aged people are not very <laughs> scary, but... yeah they really were trying to sell it as like they were and it. They just weren't. So.
0: Well, they do that thing. I think that ends up being kind of a problem is about halfway through. It's basically like all the cards have been put on the table in Mm -hmm. a way. So you're like, well, where do we go to next with the rest of this movie? And that's kind of where it ends up for a long period of time. Like there's, it's very polite at moments. You're like, well, obviously these people are sinister. She knows the people are sinister, but then they're just kind of having conversations and tea and
1: whatever. Yeah. There's a good 20 to 30 minutes of that. I was going to say, that's where it really fell apart because you know that they're, you can't trust them and they're lying to you, but she's not coming out and confronting them for a long time. Uh, but the movie is just treading water. You know, she has an argument yeah. with the uh, the slow character who has a crush on her, who used to date her sister, and we get all that backstory through dialogue yeah. very awkwardly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because he's hallucinating and he thinks that she's her sister, which yeah. isn't really a spoiler, but it, it's a way to basically give an information dump. <laughs> That's like all it is.
1: There's also a really weird thing that I do want to point out where the aspect ratio shifts where the old people. Yeah. Like,
2: what the fuck was that all about?
1: I don't know. Yeah. it All of a sudden goes to like kind of a four, three aspect ratio when there's like gas release in the house. Yeah. And I was wondering if it was supposed to be, you know, if we're switching perspective of characters or it's supposed to be for a reason because they're disoriented because of the gas. But then it stays that aspect ratio up till the last little epilogue thing. Yeah. And it felt completely unnecessary and unmotivated.
0: Yeah,
2: but drew a lot of attention to itself. Like I, I don't. It's all I can focus on now. Why the hell are you doing that? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, it made no sense. It also, I was telling Josh this, but there's a Fulci movie called House of Clocks that is basically this exact same plot, but then it (laughs) becomes, it's like on top of that, there's like a time loop in these old people's mansion or something like that. Okay, but I feel like it's almost better because it's Fulci and you they're not even <laughs> pretending like you need to give the shit about anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <clears throat> did you so... so Josh had to look up the plot synopsis Craig did you understand the ending
0: yeah they just didn't give enough of I don't know again it's just it's like two different movies were happening one of those elements where there are two different movies and then somebody was like, well, instead of writing two scripts, I'm just going to put one or just add all this stuff I like into one script. So yeah, I did for the most <clears throat> part, but I did eventually afterwards and before we started recording, I did like look it up in the it's detailed to kind of, you know, at least for the sake of recording purposes. So I knew fully what was happening, but
1: I feel like I got the gist, but I, what I didn't, yeah. what I didn't get was, uh, what the, like the girl that they have in the safe, who's her sister that they kidnapped. Yeah. Like, is she a cannibal? You know, cause like at the end they put that guy in there and it's like sinister, no. but I'm like, I don't know what's going on
0: because he, so it's that, so did she not the- look like super young? Too. Well, they they made her look that way, like the child or something that they lost. But so, spoiler, I guess <laughs> that yeah, we're he... spoiling this shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna spoil the hell out of everything, motherfuckers.
0: So apparent. So there's something, especially when he shoots the gun. will oh, yeah. Won't give as yeah. much information that there, it's hinted that he made a deal with them that he would give them another. Girl or something. I think right. it was that oh, he would give, yeah. either give give them um, Mary or right. something like that in re- return. But then they decide they didn't want Mary, so then it was like he got to live with. I think he just got to be with Jane okay. or something.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like the filmmaking yeah. of that plays plays as if he's in like the lion's den. It's not. Play, yeah, you know. Like the notes on the soundtrack are not, oh, this guy made a deal with the devil. It's like, this guy's going to get viciously killed now. I don't know. There was a lot of that where I was like, what you're doing isn't consistent with the story that you wrote.
0: No, I, yeah, I thought the same thing, I think. Because it was supposed to be more of, he was doing this all because he loved, he found out that she was captured, but he loved her so much that, he was like playing along with it or I don't know.
1: He would do anything for love.
0: Yeah, but not <laughs> that, <laughs> but not that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I think the the characters are ca- like the characters kind of uniqueness are what sold it are, are really the only selling factor for me in terms of and I almost wish it that went longer because that kind of unravels really quickly in terms of like getting rid of, you know, at least two of the four of them right off the bat, basically.
1: Yeah. I think it
0: was unsatisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, So next up we have breach or as we are reviewing it, I believe it will be under anti-life the sci-fi horror thriller that Josh is going to give the synopsis for because it has Thomas Jane and he's going to want to talk about that. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Okay. So um, stop me if you've heard a premise that sounds an awful lot like this before. Uh, Something along the lines of uh, it's the future, I guess. Not that that's really that important, but um, basically the earth is, uh, dying out, and so people in the future, uh, or a select few people in the future, get to travel through space to uh, what do they? What do they even call it? Earth, Earth two. Earth. Is <laughs> it Earth two, two? <laughs> or was it new? See, Earth? I, I can think. I can't uh, remember. They, I, I think was they said of Jason bold. X. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, so there's another Earth. These people are gonna, you know, take this ship there, and it takes like six months to travel um and this ragtag group of people aboard this ship crew members must fight an alien fucking stowaway damn sounds really familiar
1: i've never Um, heard of that not in 1979 no
2: Yeah, yeah 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 i was thinking it was like
0: something in 1979 too um well, I know I watched the whole time I was watching it before you get into the synopsis thinking, man, I actually enjoyed Pandorum. This is almost like Pandorum, <laughs> <laughs> just not as good. And I know I'm one of the few people that actually likes Pandorum.
2: <laughs> yes, you definitely are. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this is this is just an alien ripoff like through and through um, in so many fucking ways. Um It was perfectly energy. Yeah. I mean, there is an alien, there is an alien type life form, but essentially, when it uh, infects, basically, it's like a slug, right? So, uh, when it infects people, they essentially turn into zombies, um, which is weird, but okay, sure. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, It is just recycling alien like 110%. And um, it was, you know, Thomas Jane is, you know, definitely one of my favorite actors of all time, if not my favorite. So um, this is the second screener in a row, not counting the owners, where we got a new Thomas Jane film. Um, This one was better um and his character in in anti-life or breach whatever you want to call it is just goddamn amazing um so to me this film was perfectly fine it was extremely entertaining to me um i i haven't seen bruce willis uh awake in a movie um for a long time Um, And in this one, he seemed to be enjoying himself like the character he plays is is actually, I don't know, to me. um, One of his better, especially more recent roles, Uh, the character is just drunk all the time. I wonder if he was in real life because he did seem to be kind of enjoying, uh, you know, everything that he was doing. I did think it was hilarious. Uh, I thought for sure that he was going to die. And then when he didn't, I was like, he had to have told them that I'll do your fucking movie, but I'm not going to get killed. Um, Because then, of course, you know, it's at the end of the film when you think that perhaps the character Bruce Willis plays is dead, but he's not. And then he, of course, gets to gets to spout even more dialogue, chew more scenery. So yeah, I thought this movie was great. It, it's like it reminded me of like something that Asylum would produce, yeah. but it was but it was a little more high quality even than that. Um, you know, they essentially the entire film takes place on the 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 ship set, um, which who the fuck knows where that was or what it was, but you know what I'm saying. So it was really it was really kind of a low budget type uh, affair with with yeah. not so great visual effects but um, it was perfectly fine to me and um it was much better than the other film we watched um, and that doesn't even include the fact that it had Thomas Jane in it but that definitely knocks it over the top
0: <laughs> so, so I actually it's funny you say that because I, as I was watching it I told Kyle I said this is the actually you know he's still not you know as he was in the 90s or whatever period, but this is like Bruce Willis trying at least a little more than some of the action movies I've seen recently. I'm glad you can kind of concur on that because Kyle said he hasn't seen any <laughs> recent Bruce Willis <laughs> to yeah, know what I, I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> I said, Craig, did you say Willis isn't phoning it in? Because uh, they did forgot to frame out the phone. But <laughs> he did win me over by the end of it, to be honest. But also, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I guess in at, the, at this point in his career, this is Bruce Willis trying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so one thing that I was going to mention, I'm trying to fucking look it up as fast as I can. Um, I, I actually saw a film um, that had Thomas Jane and Bruce Willis both in it um, from... Uh, I'm trying to find it here. And... Oh, I found it. Okay. So, um, and at the time, th- this is something that no one will ever know, kind of like this film. The film's called Vice. Um, and it, it. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's from 2015. So, you know, so I guess five years ago. But when I read the synopsis, of course, it has Thomas Jane as like this noirish detective. I'm like, damn, I'm fucking sold right away. <laughs> But in the, in this movie, Bruce Willis is like the villain character. And I swear he was asleep (laughs) through every scene he was in. And he was always sitting down in every scene he was in, he was sitting down at a desk. So it's like, it was so bad. I mean, that wasn't the reason it was bad, but it was just, I mean, it's just like, dude, wake up. And so compared to that, um, Anti-life slash breach. I mean, it was, yeah, it was much better, much better performance.
1: Yeah, I don't so think I, I, yeah, go ahead, Greg.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say, so until the lead up, I actually didn't mind at all. It was, I think when all the people started getting infected and the actions really took place, that's when it's I don't know, when you start seeing, you know, all the fake effects and everything that kind of got me more, but it has surprisingly a nice build up until that, you know, even that first, Um what there's the first guy that gets affected. He blows up. Then the other one, and then they're trying to find, find him or blue, I think his was his name, but it's a pretty nice build. And it actually lets you kind of get to know these characters and stuff like that. And I guess part of a plot device is that the main character, not Bruce Willis, even though he's the, you know, this name, um, he is the father of the admirals. Is it the admiral or general? Admiral. Yeah. Admiral Thomas Jane. can't remember. <laughs> There's that <Aunt> brand <Brannigan>, As <laughs> yes. Kyle was saying, um, it's his daughter and he's us. And yeah. He's the father of her unborn child and she's currently in cryosleep pretty much the whole entire movie along with thousands of other people that you know,
1: are important. Meet
0: Yeah. <laughs> so basically for the six months, it's just supposed to be this one crew that is watching these thousands upon thousands of people that are all in sleep, And the main character is a stowaway as a janitor. But yeah. Then, yeah. That's I basically it.
1: <laughs> I wanted Bruce Willis to be the main character cuz he was the yeah. him and Thomas J were the best and then I have this guy I never heard of and everyone's just being like who the fuck do you think you are you little scrappy <laughs> bitch like you go yeah. fucking mop this shit everyone's just like space gruff for no reason for like 20 yeah. to 30 minutes before anything <laughs> happens
0: and I feel like that would be a almost a better plot Kyle. like you're talking <clears> about <throat> as if you just went with these two guys kind of on their last run having Bruce Willis and Thomas Jane, their last yeah, shipment of these people. And then it's all over. And then I don't know. Yeah. That sounds better to me. <laughs> you
1: could have done basically the same movie. Cause there were, yeah. you know, there were like all those other random side characters that were just there to be like, end up getting possessed pretty much. Yeah.
0: But they do talk a lot and there's random scenes where there's a lot of dialogue for an action movie like that where are they even talk a lot about they keep repeating it to draw the the theme it's like well we already messed up the first earth what are we gonna do with this earth that comes up like dude six times throughout the whole
1: in light of the world we live in i was like this is the worst dialogue ever in in light of recent events in our country i'm like i can't believe that anyone could get to space that we could never agree that a spaceship fucking works this would never happen (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that is anti-life aka <laughs> <laughs> breach unless josh has anything else he wants to say on it
2: um i don't know i mean you know i think i think we pretty much covered it you know i i didn't mean to be i didn't mean to like degrade this movie in any way by comparing it to something that asylum would would make but um And I did say that it's a little higher quality than that. Um, One one other thing that was kind of weird to me was, um, you know, there was obviously a lot of action type sequences with these infected, you know, basically zombies uh, that were virtually indestructible. They could not be killed until they figure out this secret way of doing it, which I won't tell you um, because you're going to want to find out yourself. But the sequences were directed in such a way that it was almost confusing every time yeah. one was on like the like the real action heavy stuff where it was just like, I have no idea what is going on. And Kyle and I were talking about this, too. And it's like, no, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> people are going to explode. People are getting shot. What the fuck ever. So, yeah, this movie is definitely worth your time.
1: <laughs> Five stars. <laughs>
2: yeah (laughs) i mean i give it i'd give it four for sure (laughs) all right
0: and yeah thomas jane
2: if thomas jane wasn't in it i'd probably give it three
0: (laughs) he's that's his big thing lately is he's just kind of pulling uh like he'll be in all the cameo roles (laughs) and all these like low budget action movies anymore
1: he's the best part
0: and the unfortunate yeah
2: yeah and the unfortunate thing is he is the best part especially after so, like, he's literally in the very beginning for, what, 120 seconds? Yeah. And then you don't see him again until, what, minute 100 or something? Yeah. So, he's in he's in cryostasis for this trip, too. And he gets woken up to deal with all of these fucking zombies. And he basically, you know, has no idea what's going on. And so he's fed this information that that, you know, the ship's being taken over by this alien blah, 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 blah. And he's basically just like, well, we're just going to go and fucking kill all of those motherfuckers and shoot everything. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was great.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Not Thomas Jane.
0: <laughs> yeah. There is also some subplots that don't. Oh, exist. yeah. And then he died like with. Yeah. There's, like, um, rebels who oh, don't yeah. want the humans to, you know, have new life. or st- I don't know. That they was... throw throwing like... <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, that's where I was like, okay, it's sci-fi. You're already ripping off Alien, and now you're just like, we gotta talk about the rebellion. Because I like the <laughs> I'm like, okay, just stop.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just have the slug thing infect people on a ship. Like, <laughs> oh, good.
2: Well, and then they did also, like, just randomly manage to stuff in that one The Thing homage, even with Bruce Willis muttering, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> which was so fucking random. It's like, yeah, we get it. It's doing the same thing as The Thing. You don't need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm I'm surprised there wasn't like uh, some direct line of dialogue used from Alien too. Yeah. No, we get it. I I I know I know what you're doing.
1: It probably would have been better if they just copied and pasted a bunch of lines from other movies all together.
2: Well, especially if it was like multiple.
0: I would have rather liked to see, as we're talking about Willis Jane. And then them just making the moonshine that they were <laughs> doing on the ship. <laughs> Which, awesome. yeah, that's a whole part of the you know time I I guess to burn minutes <laughs> and make it feature length is they put a lot of focus on them making moonshine.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? A Kef Bruce Willis happy, so they should have spent <laughs> even more time doing that.
1: I hope that was a Bruce Willis thing. Like, yeah, no, we gotta add a scene where I make some space moonshine. That's <laughs> what my character would do.
2: But but and you need to make sure it's real, because
0: I'm gonna drink it. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was our screener spotlight. Thank you so much for listening. Uh if possible, I don't know if we could say it and Kyle can cut it out if it's doesn't end up working out, but we may be getting wrong. The wrong turn reboot to talk about for the next one, but we'll see because we were offered some other ones too. And then they didn't let us have them. So they're not going to give the wrong
1: turn (laughs) reboot screener to
0: just anyone. (laughs) No, it's not
1: the way it works,
0: but thank you for listening to this episode. and
1: we'll see you next time have a great day later bloodhound picks podcast is part of the morbidly beautiful podcast network produced by josh lee craig drum and kyle hints
0: music by raymond seed editing by kyle hints